my piece. Let's not waste any time. I'll do some promotion throughout the middle of the video, but we're going to jump right into the content right now. We're going to do the 10 benefits of celibacy for a man. That's what we're going to get into right now. Like, 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 drop a comment, guys. The number one benefit of celibacy for a man is that, um, as you guys know, especially you know where I am, is that it's going to strengthen your relationship with God. One of the problems that people don't have a connection with God or they feel like they don't have a connection with God or they questioning God is because if you're living in sin, sin puts space and distance between you and God. So there is, you can't fully connect with God while being immersed in living a life that he's told you not to live. That's the first and foremost one. You know, when I was living in sin and when I was doing whatever I wanted to do, traveling and being with different people, I didn't know what it meant for God to be my father. You know, God was a mystery figure that I prayed to some distant idea and I didn't I, you know so you you hear like the Lord's prayer our father who are in heaven hallowed be thy name the scriptures that says um uh when God gave us his spirit he adopted he adopted us as his own children now we call him Abba father you know and I, I never knew what that meant it was just it, it never connected with my soul I, I I understood the concept of like God is the father of all created, but I didn't connect with it on a spiritual level and when I was able to turn from my sin and really began focusing my energy and direction on God, it set into, it, I knew what it meant that God was my father. And I began to talk to God and have conversation with God as my father because now I'm no longer putting space between me and God by committing sin. I've put away my sin. I'm dedicating my life to doing it the way that he set me to do it. And now I'm feeling and connecting with God in a brand new way now. It's a different experience, but you can't do whatever you want to do against God's will and expect to connect with him the same way as somebody that is that, that is doing his will or for some people to even have, feel that connection at all. Right. You, you have to be in a humble space where you're seeking him and, and seeking their sacrifice and obedience and in obedience to his will. God makes himself, in my opinion, how I've experienced it. He makes himself he's more available to you. There's, a, there's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is in the book of Psalms. It says, um. Unless the Lord guards your city, you guard it in vain. The watchmen that you hired to stay awake, they, they, they keep it in vain. Unless you, the Lord builds your house, the people who labor build it in vain. Because the point that, and how I receive that is, right? You can have the best security system on your home. You got these celebrities that live in these uh, uh, guarded, gated communities, and somehow things are st people are still coming. It, things are still happening. You got people like that are have people that got the Steve Jobs, who was a billionaire many times over. But that couldn't save his life. Right. You got people that are trying to be vegans and be super healthy, but they're still not living to, to old age. Right. So if you don't have a relationship with God, then you labor in vain because ultimately you're not in control. There's somebody that can hack that, that specialized computer system that you have. Somebody can hack it. We got hackers that can hack into the government's Fort Knox. The, whatever, the, the person that you're hiring to protect and guard your home, they can fall asleep. So if you don't have a relationship with God, then all that you do is in vain. Because whatever you're trying to preserve and protect can be taken. Right. Or, or, or I mean, or you can say, God, you know, so it can be taken. So without a relationship with God, how, you, your efforts are in vain. Or they, they, you run the risk of them turning out to be. Because money can't save you. Eating perfectly can't save you. Things can happen, right? And, and if you don't have a relationship with God, then it's all in vain. So just make sure that you're not living a life in vain. That whatever you're trying to prepare for, whatever you're trying to set your, your plan for, that it's not in vain without a relationship with God. But let me, I'm, let's go to the next one. The number two um, benefit of celibacy for a man is that 
you get to hold your seat. You know, that's something that I was big on even before was that holding your seat. And there's a lot of strength that comes with holding your seat. If you can probably look up and Google all the benefits of not uh, wasting your seat, your skin gets brighter, your voice is more resonant, voice deeper, you, you have more self-assurance and confidence, you have more ambition and motivation, just the natural drive of, of manhood, that would make you a man. You keep the fluid in you that creates life. And so when you're not wasting that, you hold on to the life fluid that you're not wasting by, by you know, in, 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 in the efforts of releasing it. So that's the number two benefit is that you get to hold your seed. And that's a huge benefit. Anybody, you know, there's, there's so many movements nowadays. You have the no fat movement. There's many movements of guys that are coming to the realization that that pornography and, and wasting their seed, repeatedly ejaculating and wasting your seed is being is detrimental to their health. It's detrimental to their mental well-being. You know, um, you, we, we, we see so many mental health. Mental health is so huge, right? And, and I, I've met a lot of guys with anxiety that, that used to text me back in the day and say, hey, oh, Eddie, I got anxiety. What are, and, and, and when these guys would stop wasting their seed for three months, their anxiety just seemed to go away. A lot of the health issues that we're having is, is because of the sins that we're committing. A lot of the mental health issues that we're having is because of the sins that we're committing because they're really spiritual issues at their root. That just trickle down into the mental and the physical. So um, that's the number two benefit. If you want to hear more about that benefit, just Google it. There's so many benefits to holding your seat. The number three benefit um, of of celibacy as a man is even when it comes to meeting or dating or or meeting women, it puts you in the driver's seat, right? And 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 then meaning that not anything will do anymore. When you're living a life of sexual sin, you kind of just need somebody to look good, and that takes that that begins to take away from your confidence when you begin making compromising decisions just because somebody is physically attractive. That begins to knock down confidence because because you you end up making compromises. One night you drink too much, and you didn't you was with somebody that that you was below below your standards. One day the girl that you invited over and you met her on online didn't look the way she was supposed to, but now she's already here. So now you're compromising whatever you 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 believed that your morals were, right? So one of the benefits is that imagine if 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 somebody told you from a from a from a if there was like some law that said y'all. You know, um, whoever you decide to sleep with, that's going to be the woman you have to stay with for the rest of your life. The first woman you choose to lay down with is the woman you must spend the rest of your life with. Right. You would your approach to finding that woman or choosing that woman would be largely different than we're living in a world where you can sleep with as many women as you want. You can do whatever you want. And just whenever whenever you're ready to get married, just pick the best one you can find. That causes you to make a lot more compromising decisions because they don't, they're not permanent. So there is no accountability to running around and doing whatever you want. You don't have to be accountable to your choices. So in not having to be accountable, you make compromising decisions. You can probably hold your standards up the best that you can for as long as you can, but eventually you're going to make compromising decisions that go against your morals, that go against your standards, that go against what you know is it, 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 you know, it, it's, it's all wrong, but even in that state, what you set out to do is going to be compromised. And when you begin compromising one area of your life, it trickles down and you begin to make greater and greater and greater compromises, you know, and eventually leads you compromising your own soul. You know, one compromise yields another and another and another and another and another. And it's just a dangerous path to be on when you're, when you're, when you're finding yourself in compromising positions. And because of the sake of satisfying your flesh, you begin to compromise you know, what you believe that, even though it was wrong, what you believed your morals and standards were. Um, 
So I, I'll say that, uh, and, and just and just change the way your approach to everything, man. You know, uh, if you, if you're a, if you're a slave to your flesh, then women are in control of you. If a woman know, think about like a, if a woman knows that she can text you any day of the week, and she knows she can get you to respond. Like she knows if she says to you, "Hey, hey, can I come over to your house tonight?" That she knows that she can get you to do it. Like how compromised would you feel? Like like that's not manhood. Right. And, 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 and I know there's some, there's some supermen, super males out there that probably don't fall victim to that. There could be. But what I would say is that for the most the overwhelming majority of people, women are their, they're their vice and they're their leaders. And they're dominated by women because women know that they have them at their beckoning call. Women know that all they have to do is send them a provocative photo and that's going to get the guy to invite them over. Right. Women know that all they got to do is send us to ask you, can they come over? invite you over and they can get you to move at their will. That means you're in bondage to your desire and like for women, that you're not in control of it. So when you give that up, it puts you back in the driver's seat of your, uh, where you're making the decisions you want to make and nobody feels like they have a, 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 a chain on you that can make you do what they want you to do. Um, the number five benefit, well, four benefit, is and I kind of got into this. It stops you from lowering your self esteem with bad choices, right? Your genuine, true self esteem, and this is not about arrogance. It's just your true sense of value and what it means to be a man begins to enhance and increase in life. You you connect back with what it means to be a man, what it means to be a man in this world, to have morals, to have standards, to care about others and love other people as yourself. What it means to truly be a builder of my community and a lover of my brothers and a lover of my sisters. That I'm not just destroying them, putting them in position to make children, putting them in position to be hurt, that I'm not constantly compromising my environment with my actions. And that's what being a man is about, is building up the guy to my left, the woman to my left, and the guy to my right as I'm building up myself as well. It's the, it's the whole collective. That's what being a man is truly about. It's not about just getting minds and taking care of me and my family as long as I'm good. We all good. No, because some of the people that you're not building up, you're going to have to run into them. Right. When, when, you, when some of the people that you're not building up, you know, what I mean, you got your, your children got to be friends with them. You might have your, your, your daughter's daughter's daughter might have to be with them. And so eventually the domino effect falls back onto you. It can't just be about you and yours and you and yours because you got to meet, interact, build, do business and commerce and, and survive and live amongst other people. Right. The guy that's hungry might be coming for your food because you and your family is good. Right. And so the point is that we being a man is about building up to seeing the guy to my left as my brother and the woman to my right as my sister and treating them as such. Not just I'm not saying theoretically we call each other. Yo, that's my brother, my sister. No, where the action meets the word, where 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 this is my brother. And so I love him like my brother. I call him and check on him up on him like my brother. If he needs a loan or a handout, if he needs something, I give it to him like my brother. I treat the guy to my left and the woman to my right like family. And of course, in a world where you're the only one doing that, that could be challenging. But when we get a world of more people that are thinking like that, we have an actual community. We have an actual community of men and women that are built up and treating other, and, and we actually have a community that we don't got to be afraid to walk out of the house in our own environment, right? Well, we don't got, not even about being afraid. You can have pride all you want, but you don't got to be concerned about the guy to your left and the guy to your right. Like, that's where we grow up. We grow up in environments where 
you know, we got to be concerned about who's on that corner over there when we're walking down the street or who's outside. We got to look out the window before we, we just got to, you, you could, and it, this ain't about being tough or whatever. You have to be aware, right? You have to be aware. And that's the environments a lot of us grow up in. And, and we're all con- contributors to that because we're all just trying to get ours and scrape whatever we can from the bottom of the barrel so we can get ours. Um, so that's another one. The number five benefit of being celibate as a man is um, I talked about it breaks the chain of you being a slave to your own flesh. You know, when are you going to be in control? You know, but I'm going to move forward because I got a bunch here written down. I want to make sure I get to the ones that are the most relevant. Um, the, the number six benefit of, of be, being celibate as a man is that it saves you from destruction. How, how many of you have heard the expression that pride comes before the fall? There's a verse in the book of Proverbs chapter eight, verse 13, that says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. God says, I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. You know, I was, um, I was thinking about the other day how arrogant I used to be and, um, just how, just how dista- God said he hates arrogance and pride. He hates it. That's one of the, 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 the seven deadly sins, right? And that he, God, he resists the proud and exalts the humble. You can exalt yourself, but eventually you're going to be debased. I heard somebody have a, give a great quote that said, um, there's two kinds of people in the world, those who are humble and those who are about to be, right? Because whenever you puff yourself up and, and to play the game of getting lots of women, you have to puff yourself up. You have to be, it's, it's in, in some capacity, in some area, and I know I used to teach a lot of that, just mindsets and being confident, but a lot of that is it turns you into somebody that's arrogant and prideful that eventually will be debased if you're not living a righteous life, you know, and seeking God. And to seek God, you have to pull back that veil. You have to bow down, right? So it takes, you have to be humble to bow down and seek God. So pride puts space in between us and God, and God said he hates pride, he hates arrogance, he hates it, you know? So um, to chase women, you, gotta be, you have to be arrogant, right? It, it, it turned, you, you, can, you, can start off, you can start off not arrogant, but eventually it begins to turn you into somebody that is arrogant, that is prideful, and that prideful person eventually will be humble. You know, it may take more time for you than others. And if you don't get humble, then, then that's, you know, God bless you because, or, or God have mercy on you because, you know, there's a life after this one and we all will be judged. But see, it'd be better if you did get humble so that we can change our ways and do what is right. But let me, let's, let's move forward. The number seven benefit of being celibacy as a man is that um, you stop lying to yourself. You know, there's a thing in a manosphere that's called uh, leave a woman better than you found her. How many of the women would you say that you've known in your life that will truly say, man, I'm so glad my life is better because I met him, that will, that can, will, that will truly even speak about you that way? Man, if I would have never met that man, um, how many women have you truly left better? You know, like this idea that you can go with a woman, fornicate with her, toss her to the side, but as long as you taught her how to count to 10, uh, you did a good thing because, you know, now she can count to 10 because she met you. Like, in, in what world does that make sense? It's not the hurt and the destruction from being left and, 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 and torn apart. Having your heart broken, does that not do more damage to her long term than not knowing how to count to 10? So this idea that you can leave a woman better than you found her by fornicating with her and dumping her. And, and, and I know a lot of women now have become callous. And a lot of women have become callous because they've been fornicated with so much. 
somebody may have done something to them when they were a child, you know, um, and they become callous. So they don't feel the hurt anymore. But that doesn't mean it isn't happening. You take a girl that comes from a good home and a good family and somebody uh, lays down with her and leaves her. She's hurt. She's destroyed because she's not callous. Right. But you take a girl who's been through a lot, maybe been, things happened to her as a child or had a difficult life, had a lot of broken hearts, a lot of heartbreak, been with a, a few different people. Yeah, she's not visibly hurt. She's not noticeably hurt when she's ex- ex- expressing it. But that doesn't mean damage isn't happening. The first time I smoke, if, if somebody smokes a cigarette, it burns their throat and their chest. The first time you take a shot of alcohol, it burns your throat. But after drinking enough, after smoking enough, it doesn't burn anymore. But that doesn't mean that, you, that the lung cancer still isn't developing. That doesn't mean it's still, just because you're no longer feeling the burn doesn't mean you aren't being destroyed. So just because women now today are more masculine and they're more callous and they're being, they're being tricked into thinking that it's okay to do this, the only reason is you feel hurt is because you've been taught the wrong ideals about sex. And if somebody would have given you the right mindset, you wouldn't be hurt. No matter how, what mindset I give you about cigarettes, that, and maybe no matter how much somebody hypnotizes you to not feel the burn of cigarettes, that doesn't mean it's not doing damage. Mindset doesn't change the effects that happen to our spirit. You know, you can't trick yourself. You can trick yourself out of feeling it, but you can't trick yourself out of it happening. Um, the number eight benefit of being celibate as a man, and this is a communal benefit, right? When we want wives, women become wives. When we want harlots, women become harlots. We are the leaders. When men raise their standards, women must raise their approach. The reality is, you know, you, you ever see a girl that's like... um you know, where we come up that she may be like, maybe not the most attractive, but she's super overconfident and overconceited. And it's because, and, 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 and what we with, what I've heard growing up was that um, it's because somebody's still being with them. And that's giving them the confidence to not have to be motivated to make true changes in their life because somebody's still um, supporting them or giving them attention or laying down with them in that state. But the reality is, so women, the, the condition of women that we have right now is because these are the kind of women we're willing to lay down with. So as much as we want to complain about women, as much as we want to say, oh, this and this, the feminist movement, and yeah, while all those things have some merit, the reality is that if we were unwilling to settle for those kinds of women, if we were unwilling to take them up on offers and, and be with them and lay down with them, they would change their approach to be, to be received, right? Because it's a, a woman wants to find a man, she wants to find a leader, somebody that she can lean on to, somebody that can be her rock, somebody that she can trust. But as long as you're willing to lay down with a feminist that looks beautiful, then she's always going to be a feminist because she can still get male attention and male acceptance in that state. So when we raise our standards and we refuse to begin to be promiscuous with women that we would never take serious, because all that does is trickle over onto the next woman. The reason why there's so many not good women out there, because that woman is going to talk to this one and she's going to talk to this one and they're going to affect each other. And now you, it's hard for you to find a good woman because you spent your whole time laying down with women that you didn't want to be with. And the woman you laid down with that didn't want to be with talked to one of the women you did want to be with and convinced her to be like her. Right, but when you leave that alone, when you put that away, you begin to attract a different quality. You, women begin to raise their standards for what they know is acceptable. They begin to present themselves better. They say, no, nah, I don't want that feminine stuff because men don't date women like that. Men, 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 don't, men don't marry women like that. Let's be, let's be clear, because that's where I'm at with it. So when you have, we have to raise our standards to say, 
when we get to a place where we say, I'm, I'm only interested in finding a wife, and you, you know you, now you might, and, and your past, you might have laid down with a feminist, but even, you know, you know you would never marry one, but when we get out of that state of giving women acceptance and giving them our bodies and sharing our bodies and souls and spirits with women that we would never be with, they stop being those kinds of women because they want to be accepted. When men are the leaders. As much as women say, oh, uh, you know, I've heard Spike Lee. He had, he, Spike Lee had a movie done in Chicago that said, oh, you know, if the women stop laying down with the men in Chicago, the men will stop being violent. No, it's the men. Women, we are the leaders. Women are looking for our cue, right? You know why they want the WNBA? Because we have the NBA. You know why they want to fight in MMA? Because we have, because the men was fighting in the MMA. You know why they want to play soccer and sports? Because they seen men doing it. it is, it's, on, it's our responsibility. We're the leader. They cave, they submit to us, they open themselves on to us. So if 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 um we we it's our job to lead them, they're gonna do what they see us doing. The reason why they're being promiscuous now is because we're we were doing it and telling them, yeah, well, I could do it, but you can't. And while it may be more damaging for them, they're still going to follow you. They wanna play basketball like you. They wanna go to school like you, they wanna vote like you, they wanna do what they see you doing. Right? And that's what we set ourselves up for. You know, I did the video called Women Are Our Children. Go, go check it out. Um, the number nine benefit of being celibate as a man is that, um, you know, and this is how I explain it. But when you sleep with somebody, you create a bridge between your spirit and their spirit, which means that whatever they have inside themselves spiritually, you create a bridge for that which they have to cross over onto you. Now, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't have to always happen, but you run the risk of it happening. So you're gambling with your soul. Because if a woman you lay down with has something in her or on her, spiritually, demonic, whatever, how, how, however you, you may understand it, you're creating a bridge for that thing to cross over into your life by you laying down with her and making that spiritual bond and connection with her. You know? If you can't, like for, if you're a guy and you can't stop masturbating, you can't stop watching pornography, you want to quit and you just, it's hard for you, that's bondage. That's bondage. You know, because you, you, you should be able to just stop if you're in control of yourself. But if you can't just stop, that means something else is in control. And you might want to take some time to find out what it is so you can fix it. And if you email me, um, I, I, you, you know, I, I'll talk to you about that. You know, but don't stay in bondage. You know, we got, we all got to be humble. You know, I needed help when I, my state, I didn't, you know, I couldn't stop fornicating on my own and I, I'm going to get into that as I end it. So, so the last one, number 10, let's just get out number 10 really quick. Cause just, and this is one of the obvious ones, but let's talk about it. Um, the reality is all the issues that come with fornication, STDs, disease, Baby mama drama, etc. I saw a, gr- a good quote on Twitter from a guy on Twitter named, uh, his name is Living God's Truth. John Mason was his name. H- he says, um, one of the greatest lies told in American history is that sex can just be a fling. Then we pretend these results are perfectly normal. STDs, abortions, trust issues, broken hearts, callous feelings, emotional distress, damaged self-worth, unwanted pregnancies, and feelings of abandonment. Like we act like those things are normal things. But the reality is, do you who do you want to be do you want to be the uncle that is 60 80 years old alone never got married but had young girlfriends up until he was about 60 years old or you want to be the grandpa that actually has a grandma in a home for your grandchildren to sleep in and spend the weekends and summers at and have an actual family you know and the uncle has a bunch of children but he doesn't have relationships with them because they were with women that he wasn't committed to and so the court system and everything he, he became callous and hard and has all these issues he don't have good connections to his children and everything else because of stuff like that. 
Like, you know, show me a guy that fornicated his whole life and, and what the result was. And, and we don't have good examples. We don't have examples of that in the way that we are going to have them in 20, 30, 40 more years. But we're going to see the results. We see the STDs. We see the heartbreaks. We see the baby mama dramas. We see all the violence in our neighborhood that comes from boys not having two parents in a home. We see the results of our fornication. It's clear. It just takes us to wake up and see it. So I'm going to wrap it up, guys. I have, a, I have about seven more, six or seven more. I might do a part two. If you guys want a part two, drop in the comments and let me know you want a part two. If you watch this video to the end, say, yo, man, I, I checked the whole thing out because I know this one was a little longer. But uh, make sure you guys are hitting the like button, guys, and drop a comment in the comments. Share this with your friends, man. Share it with your people. And let's, it's time to do something different, man. As you guys know, man, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of God. I believe he died on the cross for my sins, was buried for three days, and he, re he was resurrected after three days, and that we are all reconciled with the Father through Jesus Christ, the Father in heaven, creator of the heavens and the earth. Um, I believe that I'm, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, that he is the only way. There's no other way. There's no new age. There's no crystal. There's no, there's no other book that's going to save you, that Jesus Christ is the only way. And one of the things that I say and encourage guys to do is don't take my word for it. Call, just give it a try. Call on Jesus Christ. Get on your knees and say, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, help me. I have these sins. I'm, I can't stop watching porn. I can't stop doing this. Whatever it is, I can't stop stealing. Whatever your thing is, call on and say, please help me and show me that you are real. Please cleanse my heart and show me that. I hear Eddie talking about stuff. I don't know if it's true or not, but help me and show me that it's real. And just call on him and seek, seek the face of God through Christ Jesus. And put in true effort, man. Don't give no half-hearted effort one time. No. Actually see God, man. And that's why I'm here. I want us all, I want. I really want to just pull brothers in and just pull us to, to do the right thing, man. That's why I'm doing what I do. And I just want to say I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. Hit the like button. And just I'm, I'm going to keep it coming, man. I'm going to keep the content coming. Peace, 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 and love. Appreciate you, brothers. And um, like, like, subscribe, and everything else, man. Jesus is Lord, man. Seek him, man. I found out I had, you know, anyway, I'll talk about, it. I'm going to be going live again soon, guys. Once we hit a thousand, I think we had 980 something now. So we're going to, I'm going to start scheduling live soon. So we'll be able to talk in more detail about stuff. Maybe I'll do the part two on live, but peace and love guys. Love you. I appreciate y'all. Peace, peace, peace.